What's up, RSL Nation? You probably haven't heard from us in a hot minute or two, but you know, it's your boys, Adele and the Baker. Adele, how you doing, man? Sorry, uh, New Nation, who this? Um, so I literally, I have, I keep my microphone in like this little carrying case from back when we used to do post-match quickies and I would like literally have to travel to your house to do it. Post-match um, quickies, good memories. Good times, good times, yeah. Was was a little too labor-intensive, um, but I literally had to blow the dust off of that case uh, to, to get ready for, for this episode. You know, um, the interesting thing is, and I will share this with RSL Nation, I had a similar problem, except uh, I went through, what, four microphones in the last couple of months? And you know what the one that works the best is? It's the it's the one it's the one that comes from your laptop, right? Yeah, the good old basic. The one, yeah, the yeah. You I know mean, what? the fact hindsight, that uh -huh. hindsight, hindsight. Wish I had kept the receipts. Right. I mean, the fact that you're technologically illiterate in uh, in I'm, the year twenty twenty two, about to be twenty twenty three, I'm sure has nothing to do with it. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. So I remember us speaking on a similar platform well quite literally the same platform maybe even the same microphones a year ago talking about the 2022 season coming up do you remember either of us being not even fairly but at all optimistic about that upcoming season um yeah, I mean, uh, I'm looking at it literally right now. The last published episode was on March 2nd. It was titled A Tie on the Road and the quote-unquote Return of Albert. So I'm assuming we had just played Seattle, if I remember correctly. <laughs> um, so, And he scored one of his two goals of the year. Against it it, wasn't, it, it right. was, but it wasn't that game. This was the first game. This was his first home game, remember? And it was kind of like oh, terrible. Right. And we beat them. Here. And mm -hmm. he tried very hard to score. Um, As a player yeah, should. It, right. But like even more so than normal. Like it, could, it, was, it was very clear that he was working very hard. And it was not something I was used to seeing, right? Albert so, Albert was making runs at the time that he doesn't normally make. But to your point, no, these last, you know, whatever 12 minus 3 is, these last nine months, I think have gone better than I think a lot of people, present company included, uh, thought it would go. I would say present company exclusively thought they were going to be very, very bad 12 months. Very bad 12 months. I remember 18 months ago, we were praying. And you know me, I'm not a big praying man. And saying, best case scenario, no matter what else happens, we keep a team in Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was literally like, don't, you know. Um, yeah. Don't move don't, to Vegas. Yeah, don't, don't let the team leave was kind of the goal. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, so by that definition... Before anything else, it has been a very good year. Yeah, yeah, good year, man, good year. And season's, even season's even Albert, I want to give him credit. The, the second game when he actually did score against us, the way he handled himself, 
I had more respect for Albert after this he scored against us than in a long time. Because remember how many podcasts did we do to say, oh, this is where you need your DP to step up. Yeah, yeah. Who's that DP? Oh, wait a second. Right. You know what I mean? That was him. Now, having said that, I think he's a he was still a terrible buy for the Sounders. And bless him. I'm glad they made a terrible buy. Well, I but, mean, uh, I mean, let let's let's be honest here. Things worked out pretty well for the Sounders last year. On one front. On like the one front that I think they like here's the thing. They absolutely like they were all in on CONCACAF. Like they, I think, long term. Are, are you? Are you? Okay. Mm-hmm. A couple of things. Yes. Things worked out brilliantly for the Sounders through March. Right. And that's it. Uh, but let's remind our audience you do live in Seattle. Right. True. That is still a thing. Is, is, some, is some of the Seattle flounders. No. Act, act, rubbing no, off on you. No, I'm, absolutely I'm hearing, not. I'm hearing I still some very concerning statements here. Man. No, I still flip off that stadium every time I drive by it. Um, but <laughs> but I want to also be very clear. Right now, if somebody with the power to make this happen is in front of me and goes, "Hey, next year Real Salt Lake will win the Concacaf Champions League, but you won't make the playoffs for like another ten years," oh, I'm, no. I'm signing that. I'm nope. signing that. CONCACAF Champions League. Cha- okay, what is the number? Because there is a number. Two Five years. Is it? No. Oh, what? Two years tops. Dude, you... you, I, I think you're trying to cover a little too much on the... Two years much. tops. Champions of the continent. Two years tops. Okay, man. I Now you're just drinking drugs. <laughs> I will let you negotiate me up to three, but two years... Three at the very most. Because remember, so here's what we always forget. Big picture is one thing. Then there's the immediate. And just like last year, we're like, oh, my God, we won't be in the playoffs for years. We're going to suck for a long time. You have to – we are still at 17 home games, and this year at least two, three, four, maybe – no, let's just – that's not not push – should be on four away games. You still have to sit through those, right? And so I think we always forget how short-term memory works. Yes, I think you might sign off on 10 years, no no playoffs right now. But yeah, let me talk to you 12 months from now. Well, yeah, I'm not saying I would enjoy it. Bottom of the West next year. No, I'm, that's not going to happen. I didn't say... Anyways, let, let's get over the freaking... Uh, Seattle Flounders. Um, I would say very good year. And then at the end of the season, which honestly, did anyone truly believe at the beginning of the season we were going to make the playoffs? I thought there was no chance. Um. Yeah, I mean, it. it I like. I, I think you're right. I, I think most people kind of thought, okay, it's going to be a throwaway year. Um, you know, we'll kind of get some cool things in the stadium and we're like going to be fine, but probably not making the playoffs and, you know, probably not replicating the kind of success from the year prior. Right. Which was also unlikely, by the way. Yeah. I mean, that was like. I want to talk about that for just a second. 
I think we're getting to a point in the history of Real Salt Lake where we are thinking success is not reasonable. That worries me. That worries the crap out of me right now. I mean, it, it's, I think it's not that, I mean, I'm, I'm an optimist, I think to a fault and in my heart of hearts, I want to believe that. Um, it, it's, you know, I think when you rewind the clock on the last like three years or however long it's been, with that amount of uncertainty and, and just like, like let's ignore the soccer side of it for a second, right? Let's just, let's pretend everything on the soccer side was always going to work out the way we wanted it to. Uh-huh. Just from like an operations perspective, that's a lot of like change management an organization has to do, right? Like your yeah. leadership is in and out. Like people are literally leaving in disgrace like there's articles it feels like every other week about just the worst kind of behavior you can't keep a coach the kind of coach you kind of like is off to like a rival and not even to be their head coach but to be an assistant coach like when you that, when you think that, about i'm never gonna get over that just right so you know. right so when you think about that amount of uncertainty like just as like an employee right you're just like you're you're one of the picks, right? You're one of the guys that's never going to play. You're like roster spot number 28 or something. Um, you spend more time with the Monarchs than you do with the first team. Like if you're that guy and that amount of change that you have to deal with while also still being a professional athlete, like I think it's only normal to expect a team not to be able to perform. And 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 so I, I would say that for the most part, I feel like we've kind of transitioned out of that as an organization, I'd like to think. And I'm hoping that the expectation is, okay, let's go build on success now. I, I hope you're right. I'm I'm almost personally worried, right? So I, I think we had a good finish to the season last year. If you think back, I mean, the only reason we didn't make it out of the round of playoffs is remember in Austin they had that super oh, questionable penalty <laughs> at the very end. Right. I, th- I thought you were gonna say that super questionable red card. I was like uh oh no I don't no, know, I don't know about that. <laughs> no the red card was just stupid. Yeah so that there is that that there was nothing questionable about the red card. Yeah. And and I just hope we don't forget it because I I want to have some expectations for this year that are higher than you're going to blow my mind if we make the playoffs kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yet yet alone have a chance in the first round of the playoffs. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the upcoming year. So to recap last year, here's a very interesting and super awesome thing that happened. We finally have safe standing technically Mm. in the South end. There's a couple rows of it. So it's a start into it's a that start. narrative that it's a couple of rows until I went to the stadium when they were getting rid of the chairs and bought both of us. Some oh, yeah, chairs. you have my chair. I forgot about that. I have your chair. Yes, sir. It's in my storage behind my house. And that's when I realized it's actually a much bigger undertaking than, than, than I thought it was going to be. It's not a couple of rows. It's the entire bottom of the south end. Right. Which is a good 
I don't know, nine, 10 rows or across three sections. Yeah, it's it's like it's the it's the center right behind goal, right? And then the most immediate group of seats either to the right and left. End to end. It's 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 right. corner to corner. Okay. That's impressive. That that is a bit more than I thought. Yeah. So it's corner to corner, the whole bottom, like I said, nine, ten, whatever it is, rows. Um and it stops at where the cutoff is when you get into the bleachers upstairs. Right. Yep. But yeah, it's end to end. Hmm. There's it's not like they did a small part. And my understanding is the only reason they didn't do the rest of that section is is they wanted to. It's literally a matter of like safety and architectural development. You know what I mean? Like they could not pull that off. Hmm upper section interesting interesting is. Is so okay? they have to completely change out from what the what the bleachers are to be sure able to do that. sure so it's that, not a matter that of makes will. sense they if you think about the it. whole thing it's, right that that's kind of what it was and, but it's and a standing section anyways right let's call it what it is they're going to be standing yeah yeah S safe standing is like is a specific thing if i'm not like you have the handrail in front of you to grab yes. onto yeah like it, it's literally it, it it is it, there is a defined thing that it has to be. That makes sense. Yes. So yeah. I'm very excited about that. I mean, should we tell the people? We yeah. we were so excited about it. We literally changed our seats. Yeah, man. It's it honestly, I never thought it was going to happen. And candidly, mine haven't changed yet. I can't get a call back from a ticket rep to save my life. I mean, given these people thousands of dollars over like the last decade but hey a call back is too much to ask for um yeah it, it's it made sense at one point i i'll quote myself here i said i will own my seats until the day i die <laughs> um, turns out that was actually i will own my seats until safe standing uh becomes a thing well i'll do you one better i think you should have said, I'll own my seats until section 35 dies. And this is yeah. my, to our section 35 brothers and sisters. That section is not what it used to be three, four years ago. It, yeah. I mean, it, I've have, I have been yelled at more times this year than ever before, probably combined for standing in that yep. section. Yeah. And, and let's call it what it is. Like some of that also has to do with the fact that like the stadium is, and I'm we're gonna get backlash for this, but it's quote unquote selling out, right? Games are selling out, so like suddenly there are people buying tickets that normally haven't bought tickets. But obviously, you know, you and I have had a solution to this problem for years now, and on on the actual ticket of section 35, you write this is a standing section. Um, the obviously the problem is it's not officially a standing section. Like if you go onto rsl.com, I don't know if it still exists, but at one point they called out section 35 and it's like, it was unofficially like recognized, which I don't really know what that means. Um, but yeah, like in the club's eyes, it, it, there wasn't any distinction between section 35 and section 34 and section 36 and section four or five or whatever it may be. Um, uh -huh. And it got to a point, man, where, yeah, you're right. Like I, so I do live in Seattle, unfortunately, <laughs> um, but I, I do come to, I want to say five or six home games. I think that's more or less what I'm averaging these days. And yeah, every time it felt like I was blocking someone's view. Um, 
and and yeah, it's just it. It'll be nice to be with like-minded individuals who support the way I support. Yeah, and I'm okay trading off. Let's call it as essentially being able to watch the game for half the game. Yeah. Well, that's the game almost becomes secondary in that case, right? So that's yeah. that's always the funny and interesting thing in that case. Um, all right, man. So I am nonetheless very excited about that move. I think it shows the new ownership's uh dedication to improving the fan experience the way we want it, right? Yeah, for sure. And judging from that ownership group's history, I, I, there should be nothing less expected, especially Ryan Smith, right? He He's a homer, as uh, what's his name? Derek? No, not Derek. Uh, Chris Paul used to say. He's a homer. So that makes sense. The other thing I think is very interesting and either troublesome or very exciting is we got rid of what I would consider our number one, and you can disagree with me on this, defensive player. Aaron Herrera. Yeah, I mean, it depends on. For an international spot, amongst well, other things. Okay, do you want to actually know what we got instead of you just making up things? Please. <laughs> we had uh, $500,000 in funny money, G- GAM specifically. Um, a portion of a sell-on fee if it hits a certain number. So if Aaron does eventually make it to Europe and gets those big bucks, we'd get a chunk of that. We got a 2023 international roster spot, which always, always grinds my gears when we have to go out and get one of those. And a 2023 MLS Super Draft first round pick, which we used in the most recent Super Draft, obviously, to get the number seven pick. Um, So that is what we got for one Mr. Aaron Herrera. So... It's low. It's low. It is low, except for the one thing. This is what gives me hope. Because, all right, let me, let me say it this way. Let's just say we get all of that back for him without that international spot. That's a terrible deal, right? But if we were, I guess I didn't understand how you phrased the question. Like if we were to be on the other end of that trade, no, no. What I what, what I was trying to say is, if we gave him up for everything minus that international spot, I would just right. say we're trying to I don't know for the lack of a better word, tank. In right. this case, not a lot of incentive to do that in the MLS, but yeah, exactly. There's zero incentive in the MLS to do well, that. Well, there's some incentive, but you do get extra. You suck money, as Brian Dunsaf likes to put okay, it. I, yeah, I still would like roll down on our payroll if we could you know, swing it that way. But there's not as much incentive as in other sports, especially like the NBA or something, right? Yeah, it, definitely. It's just that international spot. It gets it gets the mind going. It, it, it really, Yes. It gets me very excited. Because I think we have pretty, we have two pretty good outside backs. Yeah, even with what we have right now, we can we we can put together two pretty good outside backs. Yeah, I would agree. 
which makes me believe we still gave up our best outside back for a bunch of nothing mm. yeah okay and an international spot yeah i mean what 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 are we going to do with that international spot that that's that's literally that that is the one that gets my mind going what is ryan and the team trying to do with it. Is right. there I mean, someone really out there? What is Elliot Fall trying to do with it? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I believe in the golden rule. What in I'm I mean in Which what is context context? The person with the gold makes the rules, and we all know who the persons with the gold all right. are. Well, no, case. we 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 came from an organization where that was the problem. I think the guy with all the gold was like hands-on in the soccer decisions and we saw where that led to everything um from i'm really hoping that like the day-to-day isn't being dictated by a guy who knows nothing about soccer again like i i think as an organization we've moved away from that hopefully hopefully yes all right well we're starting to run up in here a little bit. So again, to recap, I'm extremely excited about the safe standing baby steps. Here's why I don't think we have to go all the way into what Austin did or Orlando did or LAFC did is the atmosphere at the right is already awesome, right? We put a decent team up. People are there. I'm very excited about the move into safe standing. I still think we have to expand it. And I think we need a roof. Over the supporter section. You have been asking for a roof over the supporter section for a long time. Has, I can't attest. It has been, what, a half decade at least? Yeah. Something um, so there's that. I'm very excited. I'm not excited to lose Herrera. He might have been... Uh, first of all, he was probably the most clumsy player we had last year. I mean, you, were, you and I were in Vancouver when he gave away that penalty in the 90th minute, Right. Yeah, that was rough. And so, and he had a couple of other mistakes throughout the year. He's clumsy, but I was still, I would still say Aaron Herrera was probably a top, top three MVP candidate for me in our team. team. Right, right. I'm, I'm pretty sure he did actually win like Defender of the Year or something once again for the team, like two years ago, three years ago. Um, So. So I'm not I'm not excited about losing him. I am excited about I, I'm not hard I'm not like completely distraught or heartbroken about losing him. Like I said, I think outside backs on both sides are the least of our worries right now. Right. Um what's his name? Ovidiero. Um no, that's not his name. Talking about my main man Brian. Oviedo. Yeah. Yeah. He he's he's I think more than serviceable. You know, that's granted, what I said. he is he is 32 years old. So like Oh, I'm talking about next year. I don't give a for sure, for sure. Right. But three, four. see, this is the other thing. Everyone's always worried about like what's happening, what, what's the new talent for 10 years. Let's get through the next two years. For right? sure. Um, but he you did know, incredibly well. I would argue top two, three players for Costa Rica in the World Cup. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, for sure. And coming I mean, back from that experience, I mean, right. come on, man. Great, great World Cup. Um, and then, you know, the guy that's most likely going to be, you know, assuming like no, like, you know, no shape changes. Like we, like there is a version of this story also where 
that position just no longer exists on the team. And, you know, we, we finally see like the full commitment to the three, three center backs um, for what it's worth. I hope that doesn't happen, but uh, Brody is, I think more than serviceable. And, you know, I think Brody is like a very good player and, um, you know, I, I, I think it was the right time to move on Herrera. Like I, I'd like to think his value is, is a little higher than what we got. Um, but you know, it, it's one of those things where I think it was just time to make that move. And, and like you said, man, that international roster spot, it, it, it just leads to all kinds of possibilities. Well, um, so the, you just hit the thing on the head there. He by himself in exchange for this package seems like too much to give up unless we have a fish on the hook. Right. And I would like to believe, and I, I might be proven wrong on this many times before the season is over. I would like to believe that our management, especially headed up by Ryan Smith, who also runs the jazz, who also, you know, he doesn't run the jazz. He owns the jazz. Like don't, don't, yeah. don't equate owning with like running. Like there's, you know, there's a lot of humans between him and the decision on the like on the actual hardwood. Well, I was gonna say Danny Ainge, who's probably the, the the greatest trade master in sports. I would assume he's like, hey guys, talk to each other, kind of a thing. I would assume we would not give our best, in my opinion, best defender up for nothing. I would assume it was hinging on we need this international spot. For sure. And I mean, like, you know, I know we don't want to go into like every little thing that we've missed since March. Um, but like Bobby Wood is also gone. Uh, Scordova is also most likely gone. Like he's saying goodbye basically on Instagram mm -hmm. and Twitter and everything. Like that's okay with me. Yeah. I, I'm not as like, yeah, he got kind of hot there at the end. And like, he was definitely like, you know, picking up steam towards the end of the season, but it took him a long time to pick up that steam. Like I'm okay moving on from both of those guys, candidly. Um, so, so for better or worse, we definitely need a striker. Like we just, you know, right now it's okay. It's hold those on. three stop, dudes stop, we selected stop, in stop. in the super draft. We have we have had this podcast this time of year for the past five six years. Uh huh. Tell me one time. We didn't say we need a striker up, up top. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, I feel like it's basically that exact conversation ever since the hit man, uh, yeah. dipped on us. Like we, we just haven't replaced that position. I want to say consistently since he left. No, we haven't. <clears throat> we have had, uh, I still, well, never mind. I, I, I won't get into some of those we missed, but yeah, no, that that's that. I I'm just getting sick of that. It, it is the same thing every year. And when we were good, not good, we were still good. We're still top half of the league consistently. Right. But when we were predicted to win the league annually almost for four out of six, seven years, we it was a simple combination. That killer number 10, mm -hmm. Javi Mo. Yep. That killer number nine. Yeah. Sabo Rio. Yep. I mean, 
It, Obviously, it, a lot of other pieces around it. Sure, sure, but, but there, like there was a formula. The other pieces, yeah, we're missing that killer number ten. Right. I still don't see him. Them well, we'll you know. See. You, in fairness, I would I I don't want to do this guy a disservice, but we did have a pretty solid quote unquote forward for a brief gap there. Uh, but he went on because his dog got sick. My main man, Burrito. Yeah. Burrito was a pretty great forward. Um, I would. I think you and I had this discussion before. I would say Burrito. One of the more talented men to wear an RSL jersey. I would say the most talented man yeah. to ever wear an RSL jersey. Uh, the stuff that man did is sick. It, it was impressive. Yeah, the dude would just... At the time, I remember Vine being a very big deal, and I would just sit there and think, man, this guy's the Vines he is creating right now as he's nutmegging like three dudes in a row were top-notch. But like, he didn't shoot much. If I remember I remember thinking the only way this guy's going to score, especially towards like the latter half of his, you know, stint at RSL, was if he dribbles the ball into the back of the net. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, oh, my God. He was a living highlight reel. He basically. really was. Yeah. It was fun to watch. So I do want to remind us real quick. We do still have, next year, Savarino coming back. Who will probably be our most electrifying player next year. Here's something else. Damir Krylock. Remember that guy? Our captain? Yeah. Yep, he's back. Yeah, he's coming back. For sure. That should be incredible. Yeah, I am I mean, extremely... he's, had, he's had a year to rest. <laughs> he, he had a good rest, yes. I am extremely excited about the next step, the evolution of Diego Luna. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's that kid. He's got he, this can be his team if he wants it. Ex he could be that 10 I was talking about. Right, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, um and obviously, you know, we'll see what Julio does. I'll be honest, he he did not impress me this year after coming back. And here's another kid that I think we talked 12 months ago. His mm -hmm. name doesn't even come up, right? But I think is gonna be I would say he's one of the reasons we were able to say, okay, we can get rid of Aaron Herrera, is uh, Brody. Right, yeah. Yeah, Bro Brody's definitely a, like a, a guy you can build on. I, I, I think, obviously, once again, huge assumption that we play in the same formation that we mostly played in last year. Like, Well, listen, no matter what else you do, you need two outside backs. I mean, no, not necessarily. Yeah, no, you definitely need someone in the back right and someone in the back left. There's no way you get around that. If you play with three center backs, in theory, okay, two... you still need outs. Okay, I, okay, it's not it's not a traditional outside back. And as we know, main man Pablo, more more often than I care to admit, was playing around with three in the back. Like he that was, I think it's one of those things that he 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 wants to implement. Um, no, man, I, I think if I'm the ownership, okay, last year was what it was. You got a score of a, it was kind of a weird loan from this other club. You guys all own, you invested heavily in the actual infrastructure. We've got those beautiful murals all over the stadium. 
we've got safe standing, like you're selling out, you know, seats, like people are excited. The off field experience is, is better than it's been in literally years. Like, yeah, can't, can't even hate. And, and we're, we're happy there. Everything's awesome. Right now, you have about as clean of, of a slate as you can possibly have and still have like an operating like team, right? We have like all of our DP slots are currently available or can be made available very easily. Um, I think all but one of the under 22 initiatives are like available and can be made available pretty easily. Um, it, it's It's definitely a roster that is that is begging for some, some money to be thrown at it. And, you know, I, I think suddenly the expectation becomes like some kind of meaningful silverware. Like, I don't think this team is that far off genuinely pursuing a trophy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what you're saying is this is a GM's dream. Definitely. Right. You're close. You have a lot of pieces to play with. Well, close. I'm not sure if I would say close. It's the MLS. You need to make the playoffs and then win three, four games. I mean, right? we played in a Western Conference final two years ago. Yeah. Like, that, exactly. that's close. I mean, that's close. That's Yeah, but that's not – let's just let's just call a spade a spade. That's not repeatable. Right? No, uh, but – I, I honestly think our strategy is not sustainable long term. Uh, you have – the LAFCs, the other LA team, the Carson City team, I guess. You know, everyone else uh, stepping up. You have Austin spending money. You have the East Coast teams spending money. Miami is about to have more money than God, right? Messi might be there eventually. There's there's NYFC, you know, the whole nine yards. We're not keeping up with the Joneses, man. I, I, I think... Our academy is the answer here, and and building for the near future is, um, kind of the answer. I don't think what we did two years ago is repeatable in the next, any of the next five years, unless we make the right moves right now, which right. is you know we're lucky because we just got bought out by a bunch of billionaires, so money shouldn't be a problem, but they have to spend it right. How many times did we get the wrong player over the last three four years? It it does it does tend to happen every once in a while. You know, you the scouting does need to be. I would say the last when was the last time we bought a big prized player that worked out? I mean, Jefferson Sabrino, I think is no. We bought him back. That's a different story, right? But we we bought him in the last. I mean, it, it's been five years, I think. Right? Four, well, six. the first time, yeah, yeah. Like to me, he counts. Um, I mean, the first year, uh. Um, Rubio Rubin like, also like was a steal, and he was he came cheap. <laughs> that yeah. man has disappointed me drastically last year. Yeah, he definitely cooled off, but like that first year was you know goals per dollar spent, a, a pretty yeah. great return. I, I mean, I, I get what you're getting at, but then but... he does that red card thing, and yeah, that was that was a that was tough. But that was anyway. one of the dumber moves in RSL history. It happened. I I saw the interview he had. He I think I think his words were that was the one of the worst decisions I ever made or something. I don't know. Like he I he knows he screwed up. Like I I don't think we need to double down on that at this point. Um. 
Who's gonna be goalie next year? Probably you. Probably that's a good chance. No, it's it's uh it's it's our boy Zach. Why wouldn't it be Zach McMahon? I think it has to be. Yeah, yeah it's obviously also, look, Zach. we got Silva coming back. I think Justin Glad. Yeah. Let me we, let me ask you this question because you know I mean? uh, we probably have like a minute left. Um, we start. We, we were talking about Justin Glad taking the next step to mm-hmm. be a world beater. Yeah, for three years now. Yes, and he. It seems to me he hit his ceiling, which I think his Good ceiling, ceiling where it is right now. Yeah, is perfectly fine for what we need him to do. Hundred percent. I think Justin Glad is a good, steady MLS caliber defender. I think he is a starting center back on every team in the league. Um, I, you know, I, I think a few more years of experience definitely aren't going to hurt the man at this point. Um, but I think Justin Glad is a solid, dependable center back in this league. All right, off the top of your head, from what we know right now. Mm-hmm. Starting eleven, I can't do it. Literally, not an option. I we there's we don't have any strikers on the team right now. Like they are all <laughs> gone. So, um, a lot of question marks. Uh, yeah. If anything, maybe like a, definitely. Would you say definitely as what we have right now? Justin Glad and Silva are playing. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then Brody and uh, uh, Oviedo. Um, yep. And then the midfield gets real weird. It it against yeah, Demir. You know what? Yeah, especially with Demir coming. Let's save this one for next week, because it'd be nice to do these regularly again. Yes. Instead of twice. Well, a year. either way, I think there's some exciting stuff happening. And oh, for sure. We are already booked, obviously for all the home games, and um, we will both be at the Seattle away game. Yes. And we will be at least at two, three other games. Right. Right. But we can. Uh... We'll talk we, about another we'll time. Talk about Look, that some 2022, other time. I think, was better was to RSL than we thought it was going to be. Agreed? And, yeah, and, and sometimes that's all you can hope for, is is better than yeah. what you thought it would be. RSL Nation, all right. it's always a pleasure. We're sorry it's been so long. We're not going to make any promises, uh, but we're going to try to do these more than like four times a year. I think that's fair. Adios. It's your boys, Adele and the Baker, and we'll catch you when we catch you.